welcome to the podcast. This is I husband here with wife. That's me. And uh, we're looking to talk some trash. We haven't been here in a couple of days, huh? Had uh, been having some technical difficulties with the uh, the babies. I oh think my mostly. God. Yeah, te- technical difficulties. Technical difficulties. Real the life, very least. Real life shit happens. Yeah, yeah, and sometimes it's uh it's kind of crazy to sit down and have a uh, have a discussion, have a little podcast, you know. Sometimes you just can't do it. And I've been wrapping Christmas presents because Christmas is right around the corner and we have three kids and I am not trying to do all that on Christmas Eve. This is true. It is December 6th, which means that it is our daughter's birthday. She just turned 16. Oh, my God. So happy birthday to her uh, from the podcast to the child herself. And I hope she had a good day today. She did. She actually came to us, and she gave me a hug, and she said, I really appreciate everything you guys did today, which made me, got me in my feels. We just had, like, her two of her girlfriends over, and her grandma, and we gave her her, uh, her, we gave her her, her, her earbuds, you know. Oh, yeah, that's right. I got a couple of gifts. She talked to her grandpa, stuff like that, the good stuff. All right, so we'll get right into uh, talking some of this trash. This is a, a November 30th article. I have not told wife what it's about yet, but here we go. So Mayor de Blasio from uh, New York City is opening the first legal shooting galleries for drug users in the United States. Well, time out before you even go any further. Yeah. There's actual research and studies that other countries have done that, and it, it, it helps them. It helps okay. the community. I don't, I don't, I haven't read the research or anything, but. That's actually what I seen in, um, in the article. Let's see if I can find it. But like at at first glance, like me hearing that is like, mm, that sounds like you're incentivizing. Yeah. Incentivizing the drug use. If I didn't know the tidbit that I just said, I I would feel the same way. Because I did feel the same way. I was like, what the F is that about? Yeah. So yeah, this is, uh. The Corner Project, Corner Project on uh, West 180th Street, opened on Tuesday. So, like I said, that was November 30th when this article came out. They're calling it a safe haven for addicts. Uh, shortly before five people overdosed at just one of the clinics on opening day, which I'm sure I knew that was crap was gonna happen probably. But I think it's kind of it's kind of sad. You know what I mean? I kind of thought about it as if it was a bar. Like, kind of like a bar with alcohol, you know? But alcohol isn't illegal. Because we we can't really argue, like, oh, well, alcohol is better than than that. Because alcohol is really just a legal legal drug. It's also another type of poison. But I kind of looked at it as a bar. But this is illegal stuff that they're bringing in. They have to provide their own drugs. And they go in there, and then they receive their own syringes. And, uh... I don't understand like, how you don't get arrested for that, though. That's what I mean. At, at what point do you, at what point are you going to stop enforcing the law to try and get well, people from away from drugs? It's not illegal to use drugs. It's illegal to buy drugs. So if they're not catching you buying drugs, you're using them. It's 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 the same thing as smoking. So when I was like, I forgot who. Well, I, I don't was think with. that's true. If I get stopped with a freaking pound of cocaine, I'm going to get arrested whether or not I was buying it or not. You know what I mean? That's true. So, like, they're walking in. Like, 
I think that the police have, I'm not going to say every right, but they have a opportunity to go and sit on the freaking corner and just nab all these dudes immediately. Like, I don't think that's the right thing to do. I don't think it's the right thing to take people who are who are at the point where they're going to go to a safe haven, a center, mm-hmm. to go shoot up in a freaking little cubicle. Yeah, that the best thing for them is to be put into jail. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, you'll sober up in there. Like, a lot of these people have, like, mental issues or actually, I think some drugs can give you... Uh, some mental issues they can like change your, oh, yeah, your chemistry you, and like, a schizo and shit yeah um, so a lot of these people i don't think are are in good uh in a good position to begin with have you ever watched the interviews of um from like soft white underbelly uh i don't know what that is it's so it's on facebook i don't know if it's an actual um it's not a group it's it's like a documentary thing yeah how do i I'm trying to find it. So, Soft White Underbelly TV. Interview in portraits of Rose, transgender prostitute in a traditional in San Francisco. It's like interviews and stuff with people on like Skid Row and like drug addicts and like fentanyl addicts and like. Oh, I think I've seen that. Was there a video on Facebook of it? They're all on Facebook. I watched them and I've shared some. Okay. Like, I'm pretty sure I know what you're talking interview about. Interview and. In portrait of Flocka, a crystal meth addict living on Skid Row. They're crazy. Yeah, like the people are actually crazy or the stories are crazy? Both. Both? Like, there's this one black chick. Like, she's, like, she's crazy. And she's, like... Really? Like, like yeah. Like, like you feel... Like, you want to laugh because it's so like out, out there. Out there, whacked yeah, out. Yeah, like, it's, like, outlandish, the shit you're hearing and see. Like... Like her, like the one girl's teeth are knocked out, and like she's sitting there like this. Oh, like she's like she's probably on drugs during the. During but the at interview. one point, she wasn't on drugs. She was just mentally like that. She had oh. just got out of a, a um, rehab center or something like that, or a or not a schizo, a, a, a mental hospital. Sorry, we went okay. off on a tangent. I apologize. I don't think you're you're not gonna have a successful person. Uh, with no no issues whatsoever, just be like, hey, I'm going to shoot a heroin today. No. But at the same time, I'm sure it there might are. Smoke a doob. Might smoke a doob. Uh, but I would say uh, on average, you wouldn't have someone do that because I know sometimes people get super stressed out and because there are some, you know, like shoot up heroin. Like there are some successful uh, people, not, not successful like millionaires and billionaires, but that they would uh, shoot up drugs. I seen this video on Facebook, and it was of two people. I'm not sure if you've seen it. I don't think so. But two people talking, and it started off with kind of a uh, it's a cartoon. Okay. And it shows what people think of when you hear about heroin and heroin addicts, like kind of like the the busted down house. And, yeah. You know, everything's broken, and they're like, well. You know, this this really isn't how most people act, like, when they're doing heroin. And they said, take us for an example. And one of the dudes was a kind of like an insurance agent, like, worked in an office and was successful and had money. And he would do oh, heroin. insurance agents, man. <laughs> and he would, do, uh, he would do heroin, or he would shoot up heroin. And they're talking about how it doesn't immediately make you... 
all crazy. Like it helps with social anxiety and helps with all this other stuff. So what is it like a microdosing type of thing? Maybe that's what they were doing, but it's kind of like the stigma of heroin addicts. Uh, what you think of like dude in an alleyway shooting up heroin or in a oh, house, like, like the I just heroin said. Heroin addicts I've known because I've known heroin addicts. Yeah, they were like stereotypical heroin addicts. Like yeah, I mean I would say probably the not shooting up in alleyways and shit, but like lost everything. Like yeah. Yeah, that's it's pretty crazy. I think the last thing I don't know, I think the last thing we should be doing is building places for people to go and bring their illegal drugs. Well, what if it's like illegal drugs like shrooms or MDMA yeah, I don't think... or acid? <laughs> I think it's just it's an injection like site. Drugs. Basically, it looks like what they did was um like people can get a lot of diseases hiv and oh, other stuff okay, like so in, they inter- want they want people drugs. yeah they want people to inject with clean stuff so they're not you know getting aids and or spreading AIDS, or like, spreading like, it yeah yeah because it has a picture here of um of what they're giving them basically mm-hmm. and you have like an alcohol wipe you have uh Looks like a matches and a lighter. So like they're giving you everything. All you need to do is bring in uh, your crack or what have you, whatever you're going to. I don't know if you do you inject. You can cocaine? inject crack. You can. Okay. So I don't know exactly what they're what they're doing, but it looks like they have they have everything for you there, and a, and a syringe, and one of those uh, rubber band things that you put around your arm. A tourniquet. To yeah, kind of like yeah. I don't know. Is that that's what it's called? A tourniquet. I'm pretty sure. So, yeah, you put a tourniquet around it, and then you you get your veins popping, and then you uh, you ingest or inject rather the drugs. Found this uh, there was a there was a quote here. So city council minority leader Joe Borelli, a Republican from Staten Island, was skeptical about the program's effectiveness. And he says, "quote British Columbia has led North America in safe injection sites, all while crossing overdose death milestones every month." How anyone can see this as a solution to a serious problem is beyond me. Never mind the concerns of the neighbors. So, basically saying here is like, British Columbia has led North America in safe injection sites, so they built them. So this kind of says what else, uh, so yeah, what you were saying earlier, and still, they're crossing overdose deaths, milestones every month, so more and more people keep, keep dying. Oh, really? Even though there's... There's safe places, places, safe places to do it. Because who, what kind of person is going to walk into a place like that, though? You know what I mean? I would if I was a crackhead. Ooh, a nice clean spot to smoke my crack. No, you're not smoking. There's an injection site. Oh, a nice clean place to inject my crack. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I, Sit but, down, take a chill Because people know there's a stigma. Like, if you walk, I don't know. It's, it's like, like if you walk. It's clinic. Like, is there some kind of, like, stigma? Like, if someone sees you walking in there, they know what you're there for? Yeah. Okay, so that's what I mean. Like, people would think about that and be like, oh, man, I don't know if I want to deal with that. What if someone sees me? Drug addicts don't care. Like, people that go to methadone clinics, most of them don't give a fuck. Yeah. They're there for their methadone. If they don't get their methadone, they freak the freak out. Oh, do they? Yeah, methadone, it's, uh, it's like Suboxone. Oh, okay. Or Subutex. Like, it's a it's an opiate block, recipient blocker thing. Damn. I feel like I know too much about drugs. There's, yeah, I mean, we've, 
And I'm not a drug I've known I've never a been a drug addict. No, neither have I. I, I. Like I said, at first glance, this, this doesn't seem worth it to me. It's like we should try and get these people off the streets. And um, off the drugs. And off the drugs, right? We shouldn't be like, hey, you want a safe place to do your drugs? Like, no, motherfucker. Like, they need help. Just doing the drugs safely is, like, is great for, like, you know, 10 seconds of them doing it. It's like, oh, at least they injected safe. But how about let's get you off the drugs? Because what they're going to do is they're going to walk out of there and be like, oh, that was pretty cool. I can get a free injection stuff and keep doing it. Like, there's no incentive for them to stop. At all. You know what I mean? And if anything, it's an incentive for them to continue because now the government, or it looks like the government, is all about it. You know what I mean? Like, hey, this is great. I love freaking uh, injecting heroin. And now I have a safe place to do it. And it looks like the government is allowing these places to be built. So, like, everything's cool. Which isn't, in reality, cool. Right, and then, uh, according to that that, uh, Republican from Staten Island, saying that, you know, you build all these places, but you're still having all these overdoses, it's not working. You're having some people use them, some people not, and, you know, we're still having an issue. Because, like, people don't want, I I would say most people don't want to go into a place like that because of the stigma, like we just talked about. I don't want to get seen going into a safe injection site. Unless you work there, obviously. But but like I said, somebody who's a heroin addict isn't going to care. Like, a full-blown heroin addict. Do you think that would be, like, something on their mind? Like, they're sitting in the park with their their, their buddies, and they're about to, you know, take drugs. They're like, hey, we should should go over here because it's probably safer. They're probably like, nah. And a lot of them are probably like, shit, that's a trap. Yeah. Like, I bet there's cops there and shit. They say, bring your own drugs. We have everything else. That shit sounds like a trap. No, it But it's does. real. <laughs> it's, it's legit. Yeah, but this is also... Who? Who? Governor who? It's the mayor. Oh. The mayor of New York. Oh. So he's he's a fucking... He's a tool. Commie lib. So, yeah, you have that going on. But uh, what, what's another statistics? Not statistics, but some... some st- so, yeah, I guess some stats. So there were five overdoses at the East Harlem site that saw 85 users inject drugs laced with fentanyl, including heroin. That shit will kill you. Yeah, like the tiniest bit. Graham's on that. Like, she's prescribed it from the doctor. It's a patch. Like, she's old. and Fentanyl? Yeah, she's in a lot of pain. Yeah, I mean, when using it right, like, that makes sense. But uh, de Blasio, we just talked about him. Uh, says overdose prevention centers are a safe and effective way to address the opioid crisis. I am proud to show cities in this country that after decades of failure, a smarter approach is possible. So you're saying it's smarter to have these these places. If anything, it's going to reduce the amount of like AIDS. That's probably about it. You know, and and like whatever whatever other disease you can get from from dirty needles. You but know? that's really it. Imagine being a drug dealer right now. You know what I mean? Like, first thing I would do is, damn, I would go over to that area, wherever this place is, and I would just wait. I would see people be like, hey, you got some, some crack, some heroin, whatever. Yeah, and but they could there's got to gotta them. be cops. Well, that's that's what I'm saying. Is, uh, is it a trap? But it seems like it's not. It seems like they're allowing 
the people to go there and inject their drugs, they know they're going in there with an illegal substance, but they're not stopping them. Which I don't understand how that works. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Um, it might. So I haven't seen all the statistics of around the, uh, around the world, that have injection sites like this mm-hmm. to see if it actually helps, or in what circumstances it helps, or what does it help with. But on first glance, I'm gonna give it a thumbs down. It doesn't seem, it doesn't seem good to worth me. Worth it. Doesn't seem worth it to me. Yeah. So it is a Christmas season. <gasps> My favorite time of the year. It is a pretty pretty decent time of the year. And the best is when Spicy Toes sees lights and she goes, oh. Oh. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> She's the best, man. She's sick again. My poor baby. Yeah, she is. I don't think she got fully better from being sick the last time. I don't think so. I don't think so either. Oh, you're playing footsies with me? Get out of here jerk <laughs> he doesn't love me yeah um, yeah yeah so fun story my dad is like the most animal lover person you'll ever meet like he loves animals it could be a fucking friggin it could be an opossum and my dad would try to love it and and like nurture it because he's <laughs> my dad <laughs> well he went and saved the, his his cat mr peach passed away you know, poor Mr. Aww. Peach. Yeah, Mr. Peach passed away. And and my dad, so after that happened, my dad went and he went to the rescue. And he found the senior cat. And he, like, saved this cat's life. Like, the cat's owners both passed away that year, I think because of corona. Aww, and man. Um, he saved this cat's life. And my dad, like I said, the most, like, animal lover you'll ever meet. This cat hates my dad and tries to kill him. <laughs> Are you serious? Yes. Oh my god! Yes, and I just thought that was funny, so I had to share it with everybody. That is terrible. Because I had nothing to contribute tonight. <laughs> Sometimes you can, yeah, I know their article. That is, uh, that sucks. I can't, I can't imagine like going and getting an animal and it hating me. Like Riley hates you in my own house. Riley doesn't hate me. She's she's knows I'm the alpha, and she's the beta. No, she's not. Yeah. Where's the baby puppy? Here's not a baby puppy. She's a big lug and she's dumb. <laughs> but she's we love we love smart. Riley. She's love she's Riley. a smart dog. She's, she's a bird about dog. She's one next month on the 22nd. She is, isn't she? Mm-hmm. Nice. Mia will be 2 on the 11th and Riley Bones. Oh damn. We have yeah. well, there's a a month about a month till yeah. Spicy turns 2. The man is 7 months today. Brianna's 16. Yeah. He's 7 months. And Mia's going to be two. And Riley Lan will be one. This is correct. This is true. It's crazy how time's flying. Jeez. Okay, uh, I have found an article here. So we have an article on December 6th, uh, 2021, which is, today. which is today. So check this out. Switzerland legalizes a 3D printed at-home assisted suicide pod. Ooh. Assisted suicide so this is for people who want to commit suicide. I think suicide. this is a trigger warning. Suicide, you're supposed to say it's like a trigger warning or something. That's what they do on there. A trigger warning? Yeah, like suicide's like something that could be triggering to someone. Just like, uh, well, just like I mean, miscarriages trigger, and stuff, which trigger is something warning. we don't do, but we should just out of respect for people. Yeah, well, trigger warning for sure. I don't, I'll tell you right now, I don't think I agree with this freaking shit. Uh, Australian doctor Philip uh, Nitschke 
has announced that 3D printed devices that are being coined euthanasia pods, which is a coffin-like device that makes assisted suicide accessible for nearly anybody and without medical intervention. That right there is why I'm saying what the fuck. Without medical intervention, like we should we shouldn't be once again with like incentivization is people should get help if they're thinking about killing themselves. So assisted suicide isn't always just about you killing yourself because you want to die. Like there's medical assisted suicides, like somebody that has cancer and has gone through chemo and they're just like, they're going to die instead of waiting to die. They're like, I want to die now, which I still think is like not okay. Like, I mean, I don't know how I feel about that. I think it's one of those situations you have to be in it. I don't think you should, like a medical suicide, not somebody that just wants to go whack them themselves. So like, that's what I mean. Like, this pod right here, basically what it's saying is, is uh, it's a, a quote, right? Our aim is to develop an artificial intelligence screening system to establish the person's mental capacity. Naturally, there is a lot of skepticism, especially on the part of psychiatrists. But our original conceptual idea is that the person would do it do I'm sorry, do an online test and receive a code to access the Sarco and the Sarco is gonna be that pod. So they don't want you know, they want to remove the need for psychiatric evaluation so that anyone can kill themselves without requiring a doctor. What about like kids and shit like that? Dude, like- look so check this out. So the machines will be available in Switzerland starting sometime in twenty two thousand twenty two. It is legal for anyone above the age of 12 to be euthanized in Switzerland, but those under 16 need parental permission. We're not talking about getting your nose pierced or a tattoo. We're talking about fucking offing yourself. That's what I'm saying. So I don't know what kind of shit they're they're smoking in Switzerland. It ain't good. But, like, it's legal for anyone above the age of 12 to be euthanized in Switzerland, but those under 16 need parental permission. What the fuck are you talking about? You can't even give consent at 16 in half the states to have sex. But you can give consent to kill yourself? Or you can you can get consent under 16. And so what basically, kind of parent are you if you do that? So what I'm getting out of this is you can have you can have a 13-year-old, right, that they get one of these 3D printed pods. And their parents can be like, hey, good to go. You can kill yourself. And they'll be like, okay, sweet. And they go in the pod and they kill themselves. They got parental permission. And this is how they do it. Alright, so the way that they go ahead and kill themselves. I'm just gonna read this. It's not it's not very long, but uh so it's a three D printed capsule activated from the inside by the person intending to die. Um the person will get into the capsule and lie down. It's very comfortable. They will be asked a number of questions and when they have answered, they may press the button inside the capsule, activating the mechanism in their own time. The capsule is sitting on a piece of equipment that will flood the interior with nitrogen, rapidly reducing the oxygen level to 1% from 21% in about 30 seconds. The person will feel a little disoriented and may feel slightly euphoric before they lose consciousness. So they basically die from oxygen and carbon dioxide deprivation. There is no panic, no choking feeling. Uh, in an environment where oxygen is less than 1%, after losing consciousness, death would occur after approximately 5 to 10 minutes. And this is according to Philip uh, Nitschke. So that's the that's the inventor. Well, Philip Nitschke, you're a jackass. This is making some serious... Uh, I'm assuming it's going to make some serious dough. 
Um, I think that someone should be involved with a psychiatrist to help them out of whatever situation they're dealing with. Now, I think maybe in some situations, like you were just talking about. That's the only type of situation I think that something like this should be allowed. and even. Yeah, but for them to have a law that says uh, you need parental permission if you're under 16 to be euthanized, that shit is wild. What are you, a rabid dog? I don't know if that's a culture thing or like some side I don't I don't understand I'd have to look into it because that shit sounds crazy to me I don't even want to look into it that's fucking ignorant it sounds nuts and you should need he shouldn't I mean you should need to have to see someone at least at the very least to uh to do this you know what I mean you shouldn't be able to do this is not okay I don't this is playing God yeah yeah really if you think about if it. If somebody's going to off themselves, they're going to off themselves. They don't need assistance doing it. You're a piece of shit and just looking to make money. Yeah. It's a, at least they'll be comfortable. They'll be comfortable yeah, when comfortable they die. Jack. What a jackass. It's yeah, the first pretty, time I said it. Uh, pretty crazy to me. Pretty crazy. This is stupid. <laughs> but, yeah, so we went over the um, the injection sites in New York City. And went over this freaking crazy ass 3D killing pod. Uh, basically, really what it is. And uh, we did a little bit of daily debrief of uh, of the kids. The crotch goblins. The crotch goblins. And the team. Yeah. So just a little little recap. But uh, do you have anything else you wanted to, you wanted to say? It's Christmas time. It is. This is true. It is Christmas time. I can't wait for Christmas to come and. Uh, and I hope you guys don't forget to remove, don't forget to move your elves. Oh yeah, true. Don't forget to move the freaking elves. I know we've been slacking on that a little bit. Yeah, that's because they're so little. Yeah, they're still the well, babies Mia, are still little. Mia takes them and tries to kill them. So yeah, I'm like, it's magic. Don't touch it. <laughs> You're hanging. ripping the magic away from them. <laughs> they're hanging on our lights currently around our TV. Yeah, where they've been for like a week. <laughs> All right, but with that being said, I'd like to thank everyone for joining us tonight, and we'll see you next time.